0: Hey everyone, David here. We're back from break. Welcome back to the Passionate DJ Podcast. Real quick, just wanted to remind you that you can get a great DJ website and build it using a super easy interface by visiting our friends at Bandzoogle. Now lucky for you, we've worked a deal with them where you can get a 30-day free trial plus 15% off any first year subscription to their great service so just visit the link in the show notes to this episode or hit bandzoogle.com and use the coupon code PASSION also don't forget that we offer a monthly bonus show called After Party to our Patreon subscribers to become a supporter of the show visit patreon.com passionatedj passionate DJ and sign up today
1: the passionate dj podcast where we are becoming better djs through passion and purpose and now your host david michael
0: hey what's up welcome to the passionate dj podcast i'm your host david michael and i'm hanging with the homies tony and trip what's up fellas what's up dude
1: what up
0: we're here to talk about whatever the hell we want we're back from break yeah how you guys doing what have you been up to? It's, What's
1: up? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Trip. <laughs> it's been
0: especially long since you've been on, so let's yeah. uh, let's start with you, man. What have you been up to the past uh, few weeks or so?
1: Oh man, it's just uh quite honestly, it's all just been centered around work, school and kid. I mean, I uh, got a decent promotion at work and uh school is like full full bore right now and Uh, the little, the little one is growing like a weed. So between all those things, like my, my time is just kind of being spread thin all over the place, but, um, you know, relevant to this podcast, I've also been kind of, immersing myself anytime i get a chance into like music to try to like prepare for uh the paul oakenfold show next month so yeah i was was gonna ask about that next so
0: that's that's imminent Uh, yeah very isn't it like (laughs) (laughs) how are you feeling about that
1: uh pretty good pretty good i mean because like for me like the hard part is you know as djs sometimes or at least for me as a dj um so much of what we used to do and i'm sure there's still a lot of people who are in this mode um but like one of the value add things about any given dj is not just how you mix the first 32 to the uh, the next 32 right um it's more about what what makes you different how do you separate yourself and for a lot of people it's all about playing the newest music or the most exclusive music and stuff like that so the hardest part for me has been Uh, as I've been gathering a bunch of tracks to really, you know, compress in and then whittle down to what I think would be my crate for that Mm -hmm. night. Um, it all, you know, still kind of boils down to, well, yeah, but that track was released in 2015. Like, it's probably too old. But then, then, like, I'm sitting there and I think to myself, yeah, but if I play something from 2004, nobody's going to know it from anything new anyway, so.
0: Are you as far in as putting together, like, are you putting the tracks in any kind of order in in a playlist per se, or are you just building a box of tunes?
1: Yeah, still building a box of tunes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Would you be interested in sticking around after the show to talk uh, to the Patreon subscribers about sure. kind of your thought process into how you're doing that and why? Sure, absolutely. Cool, cool.
2: Oh, good idea.
0: Tony, I know what you've been up to because you've been buried in paperwork <laughs> and emails. I don't and... know what I've been up to. <laughs> uh, how much can you talk about Breakaway Festival? Um, I can talk about a lot. So you're you're involved in basically everything that involves everything that happens behind the stage, right? So as far um, as the tech and the, the logistics.
2: My, my ultimate responsibility is backline and managing the stage. Um, I don't really manage... I don't do the lights, the specs, or anything like that, but I point those people in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You're kind of like the wizard at the center that's uh, meeting all the points together. Yes, yes. So how do you manage to keep track of all that because i you know i i don't really know the the thorough ins and outs of it but i know there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of Mm -hmm. email chains and i mean
2: so to kind of describe what i do how um, how are
0: you not add as hell with all that you know oh i am (laughs) i am does that i don't i don't get much
2: sleep that's for sure and i stress quite a bit um so what happens is company books artists for festival the writers come in from the, from the artist, okay? Um, and within that writer, if it's an artist that has pro backline, meaning like drums, guitars, keyboards, et cetera, et cetera, um, I take that writer and I send it off to a backline company, which uh, we outsource through a few different companies to you know, obviously get the best price. Um, they put together what's called a pool sheet, which is the backline for that artist, and then they send us the quote. If we agree on that quote, then we go with that backline company. Um, if it's, uh, if it's a DJ, then obviously all the DJ stuff comes from our audio company and I handle all that. I set all that stuff up. Um, but when it comes to the pro stuff that gets shipped in, when the artist gets there that morning, their, uh, their whole crew comes in, they have a crew with them. They set up their own live rig, whatever. But I manage the situation from the time that they come on stage um, their lighting director and their v j will go i 'll send them to front of house to the guy that they need to speak to, the monitor world guy who they need to speak to, and i'll manage everything else and Can we talk about the yeah.
0: the visuals for a second because sure. we started getting into this pre show and i mm-hmm. i was i'd never really put <clears> much <throat> thought into it, but there's a lot of pre communication that has to happen between like you and the artist's visual person or, mm-hmm. or VJ or whoever's handling their, their visual, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. How does that actually work? Because not every festival stage is the same. You've got different size screens and led walls and mm-hmm. different, uh, sound rigs and, and all these things that, you know, everything's placed differently. So mm-hmm. you, since everything's different and it's inconsistent how how does the artist know that their their shit's going to look right
2: <laughs> right so so what happens is within the advance of the festival which is all of the advanced information that an artist would need and their whole crew would need um the address it's got everybody in the email from the production manager the uh tour manager the agent owner of the festival our production guy So Nate, which owns our audio video company, not ours, but the one that we outsource, is also our production manager. Okay. Okay, so what happens is he has a CAD completely drawn out with the lighting specs, the video specs, et cetera, et cetera. That gets put in the Google Drive. So artists can go on, click that Google Drive, and see the whole CAD layout. Hmm. Now, the video guy can see the specs of the video wall. The lighting guy can see the specs of the lights, all the lights that we have. And they program those light shows to the artist, so they know pretty much if it's if it's an artist, it's going to be playing their own music, um, or they have a set list of however many said songs, their video guy will have visuals mm-hmm. and will also have the lighting specs to each song. Mm-hmm. So when they're in the front of house and they're shooting off lights, you know they know what song and what lights and what programs go with what so when you say you give them
0: specs, what kind of specs? Because it's not just, I mean, they need the like type resolution. Of light, the type
2: of light, the the channel, the patch, like everything. So a lot of them will come in and they'll have, um, they'll request specific boards. Or they'll already have their, their file and they'll put their file into the board. And sometimes the file has to change around just a little bit to match the specs of the okay. light show or the stage that they're on.
0: Man, there's there's just so many moving parts. Like right. I, I don't know how, because the these lineups that you're dealing with. This is not like you know three warm up acts and a headliner. This is like a, a whole pile of this is sixty five headliners. Yeah, yeah. full <laughs> bands and, and and these. I mean, their requirements. Correct me if I'm wrong, but their requirements aren't like. I need like 3 snare drums that are this size. It's like no, I need this brand and this model of mm-hmm. this thing this release, that, you know, it's like down to the letter because mm-hmm. they need that consistency. Well, I need them, this color of When it comes uh, to the drummers, and...
2: when it comes to the drummers because they're endorsed. So some drummers oh. have to have DW, some have to have, you know, Zildjian cymbals, some have to you know what i mean so they could it, sort of get in trouble if they if oh yeah, they don't if have the right yeah, one yeah. photographers are taking pictures and they're not playing with that exact endorsed Ooh, brand yeah wow. <laughs> get in trouble i never even thought of
0: that mm-hmm. back to oakenfold um we didn't talk about when and where oakenfold was okay um so mask Dayton, ohio mm-hmm. um september 22nd september 22nd, 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, warm warming up the room – or not warming up the room, warming up the artist is our very own Trip Turlington.
1: Yeah, I'm going to rub him up. I mean – uh... <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that, man, to,
0: to seeing what you've got uh, going on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because, like, for a lot of people, like, I haven't played under the digital psychosis, like, moniker for a, for a while, so – um you know i've done it once or twice in probably like the last 5 years or so so it's uh one of those things that's just um eh, if i'm going to do it i'm i, I got to do it right you yeah know? yeah so
0: you're going to um, make it worth it
1: oh yeah yeah for sure <laughs> uh try to go uh, i already know um that i'm going to try to go uh a little deeper a little harder a little darker at least in the beginning you know and then treat it more like a, a runway, you know? Like, start nice and chunky and... And yeah. then uh, as it gets closer to that time, you know, kind of not take it up to his level, but, like, give him the, the runway, the ramp to, so, to get up there.
0: So you're thinking steady
2: ramp is, is the way to... Oh, yeah. yeah. Energy-wise? I, I think so. Any nostalgic? Uh,
1: see, that's the hard part for me, because, like, if I go nostalgic, one, uh, well, like... I've got the wax so I've got to go find like all the the digital stuff but um I don't know like there's a couple of them that I was thinking um for sure but it it, it's one of those things where I I I, I don't want to go too nostalgic and like
0: you don't want to push it
1: yeah 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 but there's there's a couple of them that I think would be a good callback Mm -hmm. you know um but I, I mean, like one, one has been coming to the surface, and it like keeps coming back to me. But uh, love and traffic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was two thousand and
2: four, two thousand five ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a and great was, song. And yeah, I've got yeah.
1: this one like super dark, chunky, proggy uh, remix of it. Mm-hmm. So I gotta find it as an MP three because I don't. You're not gonna have turntable setup, are you? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm, I need to find it on digital. But <laughs> like for whatever reason, that's the one that keeps coming back to me like, play nice. it, play it, play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to hear more about uh, Tripp's uh, adventures in selecting and curating his uh, tracks for that show... Hit us up on uh, Patreon.com forward slash Passionate DJ. Uh, We are still trying to hit our summer goal and we are not there yet. So um, yeah, go sign up if you want that bonus content, if you want it to keep coming. So
1: um,
0: we have a voicemail. You guys want to take a voicemail? Absolutely. This comes from Matthew. Hi,
3: David, Tripp, Tony, and Mo. This is Matthew. I'm just getting into DJing and I just discovered your podcast. I'm slowly going through the episodes, starting at the beginning, and it's been a great resource so far. Thank you. So I'm coming to DJing from an experimental electronic music production background. I've been making my own weird electronic music for about 15 years, and I'd love to do creative DJ sets where I mix my original material with songs I love. I'd also love to incorporate electronic hardware instruments such as a synth, the drum machine, and a sampler into my set, but I have no idea how to approach this and how to get everything in sync with each other. I know Pioneer has their DJ Pro Link feature so that uh, time-based effects and BPMs can be in sync, but it seems like you'd be limited to using their Tori synth and sampler, or their DJ S1000. I haven't bought any DJ gear yet, but I have plenty of synths, samplers, and drum machines, and also I'd really prefer not to bring a laptop with me when I play out. Am I being too ambitious from the start? Should I just get a simpler setup and learn to mix and beat match first? I'm only about 20 episodes in so if you've covered any of this please direct me to those episodes i'd really appreciate it all right thank you so much take care
2: Yeah, the first thought that comes to my mind is richie houghton
3: yeah so basically the
0: idea is uh how do i he wants to get into djing performing but he wants to incorporate a live element to it sequencing and drum machines and stuff but he's not really sure how to get it all in sync and and He's wondering if, if he's being too ambitious, if he should just start with basic DJing first.
2: If he doesn't know how to DJ, I would recommend that. I
0: it, would, too. Get used to the idea of performing before complicating it too much is kind of where my instinct is.
1: Yeah, that and, I mean, because when you, for me, when you when you introduce all of those other things, then you're really blurring the lines there. Are you performing an electronic music, uh, performance, like, you know, is this a a thing that you are producing and performing live or are you DJing somebody else's music? And, and, and when you start introducing all of those things together, then it, the line starts to get blurred. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, uh, learning how to DJ somebody else's music, get used to that idea and then start incorporating other things because you know you've got people like uh, uh, Egyptian Lover, who you know, and and DJ Funk. They bring a an eight hundred eight to every show and and plug it in, but you can't like sync up or you know match up you know with MIDI records and an eight hundred eight. Like that's a manual beat matching process. But if you are bringing in like drum machines and sync uh, or um, uh, synthesizers and stuff like that, like that's that's a whole other kind of ball game. So what what are you what's what are you trying to achieve there? I
2: definitely just want to make clear that DJing is DJing and producing is producing. Correct, right?
1: Um, you know, and you can blur those lines. You can combine sure. those things, mm-hmm. and you can uh, I mean take uh, like Crystal Grid for example. Like again, it's an analog thing, but Cody knows the the chord progressions of all the songs that him and Jared are 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 performing together. So he just jams. To those chord progressions on Mm -hmm. his saxophone. So you can do the same thing or you can, you know, actually write your own stuff over those chord progressions. And so you can blur those lines. You can do it. But uh, I'm with you. I think it might be complicating things too much too quick without really, truly knowing and understanding and appreciating yeah. what he's. I'm just saying they're two different skill sets. Correct. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say.
2: you can definitely put them together, yes. but they are two different skill sets. So make sure that you do learn the DJing skill set. Right. 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 Feel free to learn them
0: separately as, yes. as different things. Yes. Yeah.
2: As far as the mechanics of setting it
0: all up, one of the requirements, he, he said he's not sure about how to sync it all up. Mm. Um.
1: And he preferred and not to have a laptop.
0: Preferred not to use a laptop. Yeah. That does limit your options a little bit if you're if what you're trying to do is is incorporate DJing into this, right? Right. So because okay, so there's a number of ways that you could do this, right? You could use you could sync to a MIDI clock, uh, which is notoriously not great for DJ software. Right. Uh, it tends to be inaccurate, drift, and things like that. Uh, maybe it's gotten better over time. A uh, better option is Ableton Link. Mm-hmm. Which has gotten really good. Yep. Uh, Tractor supports it, and a lot of other software Cerato supports does it now. Yep. Colorado, so you can just click a button and everything goes. Oh, I'm in sync now, and then it just plays nicely. Beautiful right. Right. Um, machine is the same way. You know, mm-hmm. anything native instruments, you just sync it up like that. Um, but you need a laptop for all that. Right. Um, so to his point, yeah, if you wanted to do if you wanted to do this in a DJ way, um, and you wanted to do hardware. You are stuck with something like the the was D D D S one thousand or D yeah. D J one thousand, whatever it is D D S J yeah. and the or the Torres. Yeah. So
2: um, go straight with the CDJs Yeah, or the or the demons and, and combine it, and, yeah. and then
0: you're I mean you're spending a lot but of yeah, money. Yeah, it's a lot of money for <laughs> for not wanting to use a laptop, right? So I personally would seriously reconsider that requirement
2: right
1: uh,
0: because it makes what you want to do a lot easier because if what you're wanting to do is kind of combine your production stuff with your dj stuff get tractor and use remix decks and you're you're halfway there right. uh, or add machine to that and you're pretty much all the way there
2: that's why i had mentioned richie hutton or dub yeah, fire exactly.
0: Um, but and- do it how you want to. I'm just, if, if you want to save money <laughs> right. that, you know, going all hardware might not be the way to go other than the fact that he did say he has a bunch of hardware synths and drum machines and stuff. Uh, but then you're looking at going back to MIDI. So to your point, Trip, I think this is what I was trying to get to earlier. Um, you know, what is the role that's being played here? Like, are you trying to do the DJ thing or are you trying to do the performer thing, musician thing? Um, right. Combine them to whatever level you want, but that might direct what kind of equipment you invest in. Because maybe you're wasting your money on a pair of CDJs or something. Right. You know.
1: And another point to all of that, uh, like, I would be curious why he doesn't want the laptop. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it because he wants to be, like, in in some hardware purist mode? Or is it, like, there's some stigma around a laptop in the booth and all of that kind of stuff? Or... Uh, is it just lack of familiarity with yeah. the software that is required on, on the laptop side? And for all of those points, you know, my I would have a different retort, you know, but uh, for if, if it's that you just don't know it. I mean, if you don't know it, it's time to learn. You yeah. know? Um, but um, <laughs> There is a
0: one-stop solution here, and it's Ableton.
1: Right, absolutely. Then <laughs> um, if it's, you know, if, if you're trying to be a hardware purist, I don't have a good... Um, uh, retort to that I mean because for some people that's just important and who am I to argue with that but if it's about the stigma about a laptop in the booth anymore just close the lid like set yeah. it up to do whatever you need it to do, because depending on the hardware you go with, from a DJ's perspective, a lot of that stuff you can see on the screens, and you can you know navigate the software from hardware. Or if you set if you can't, then you just set the laptop off to the side, and in that Don't way you center. just look at it when you need to, so that you can navigate it.
0: I feel like mm-hmm. uh, Matthew would would love playing with my Control S eight or like your Ableton Push. Right. or something like that right but you know you gotta you gotta be okay with a laptop to to use those so Agreed. outside of that um yeah i don't know much about what else exists hardware wise outside of the pioneer options mm-hmm. for doing that sort of stuff right uh so i i can't really give advice there but yeah same um also he said he's about 20 episodes in um thanks for joining us yeah, um, yeah sure man. Uh, later episodes are better than earlier episodes, so feel free to <laughs> fast forward through some of those and uh, go back when you run out but uh no, we appreciate that we've this that's a couple people in a row I think we took uh a couple of weeks ago uh before the break, there was a, another voicemail where somebody was doing the same thing. They said, yeah. "Oh, I just discovered the podcast, and I'm going through and binge, binge listening to all of them you know, and it's nice. it, that's awesome, you know that that people go back and do it yeah, much appreciated
1: yeah, yeah, a lot harder for them now than it was for me when I first discovered your podcast Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was twenty episodes or something yeah, something like that and, <laughs> so yeah i I burned through those fairly quickly. <laughs>
0: Uh, One thing I've been doing, uh, Tony, you and I talked about this a while back about in the Facebook group doing a question of the week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started doing that during the break. And so I've got a couple of conversation starters here. Um, If you guys want to just pick whichever one sounds more interesting to talk about right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, One was, uh, what's the best DJ gig you've ever played? Describe it. And the other was, got to find it here. Uh, What do you wish other people understood about DJing?
2: Oh, that's a good one. What was the second one?
0: What do you wish other people understood about DJing? Hmm.
1: It's as simple as it seems, but a lot harder than it seems. Yeah, <laughs> like for I mean, because it's, so often, like, especially like, and, and I and I don't mean to offend any real musicians out there. I say that in air quotes, but like that's my biggest thing is that. So many people uh, assume that software does so much of what it is that we do, and I mean, let's face it, technology has come a long way, and that's all fine and good to um, to acknowledge, um, you know, all of that. But uh, you take, you know, any guitar forum or you know, drummers, and, and a lot of people out there who quote unquote play a real instrument, and they just immediately want to bash DJing because all we are is button pushers mm-hmm. and you know I think that's the hard part is that hey you know this is its own thing over here like nobody's trying to compare you know you know being first chair cello I think somebody <laughs> I, I saw somebody say that somewhere like I'm not yeah. trying to say I'm a first chair cello in the Boston Symphony Orchestra I can love
0: it <laughs> Here, but I've got, I've got that reply. here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that it's really a bit more complex than just putting on record after another record. I wish it had a little more respect. Yeah, I'm not first chair cello at the Boston Orchestra, but it does take a little skill here.
1: Right, exactly. Amazing, I love that. But uh, <laughs> and 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 that's that's always been uh, like as soon as I read that I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling that guy. Like I'm, I'm I've always been the same way. But at the same time, what does drive me nuts are the people. Turntableists aside, um, that really want to make this thing bigger than what it is. Like, right? You know, like you. you, Even if you have a fundamental understanding of music theory and da 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 and da da, I mean, let's let's face it, we're playing other people's music, so. You know, let's not.
0: We're not jukeboxes, but like we're a little bit jukeboxes, right?
1: <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> let's let's not let's not totally dismiss everything yeah. that we are and what we do. DJs are supposed
2: but... to rock a fucking crowd, and that's what we do. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: And let's keep it fun. You know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my point. That's what I want people to know.
0: <laughs> Nikolai said that at the end of the day, what happens in the booth is only a very small part of it. Planning and finding the tracks you need takes a lot of time. And uh, there was another similar one. I think it was uh, Tom Reed. He said the 1% of time that is actually spent DJing versus the 99% doing other related stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. And
0: that's true. I, I think a lot of people find that frustrating. I, I find a lot of older DJs find that frustrating because I think like the kids are kind of used to the grind now. Like right. they, they know that they're competing for attention amongst a bunch of short attention spans. Mm-hmm. But like the older people, some older people don't get that. Right. And so they get frustrated with like I just want to DJ. I just want to do what I do. Right. You know what I mean? And which is understandable cuz I would much rather DJ than spend a bunch of time promoting my DJing.
1: And 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 I get that and I totally feel it but you know times change and you have to change with the times. Mm. And And that because I shared that frustration for a long time and there were periods of time where I didn't get booked and I didn't play. I mean, even today, I mean, if I'm not actively promoting myself then I'm not playing Mm -hmm. and but that comes from when we were in a time where the rave scene was more like you got recognized for rocking the crowd Mm. and then word of mouth got around and promoters knew each other and DJs knew each other. So it was more of a networking thing, much less of a, I need to brand and promote myself and logos and, and affiliations and all of those like things. Like it was like, yeah, I'm with this tight knit crew and they know these promoters. And then if I rock a crowd here, then I can, Pick up this booking, and you you just gain a little bit more notoriety in the underground without having to have all of the flash and bang yeah. around you.
0: It, it was less. Um, hey, hey, can I play uh, play your show? Right. Oh, how many Facebook followers do you have? You know what I
2: mean? <laughs> it okay. is. I mean, there crazy I'm sure, today.
0: there was some of that. I mean, it it wasn't Facebook, but I mean, they, you know, people wanted to know that you're going to bring heads in. Right. You know, but
2: right. they want to know that you were good. Yeah. Back then, right? I, I feel. You yeah. know, I mean, granted, yeah, they. You want to sell tickets at the end of the day, but back then it was it was about the talent. It was about booking can, talented can, people.
1: Exactly, I can remember a time where your last promo CD got you more bookings than your Facebook page.
2: Oh yeah, your mm.
1: number of followers or whatever. Yeah. Like I I could remember where promoters would actually call the number that I wrote on you know with a sharpie marker on a CD, and they would say, "Hey, so and so gave me this CD." It's good stuff. Do you want to play in whatever city? I
0: I even remember that a yeah. little bit. I mean, I I kind of came up in like MySpace era, so mm-hmm. it it hadn't mm-hmm. really taken hold yet. It was right. still old school in that way. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and I mean, it, so I mean, that's that's where the frustration comes is that the internet, good, bad, and or indifferent, you know, has literally changed the landscape of how we live our lives all over the place, mm-hmm. and you know, the DJing aspect is is no different. So you know that's that that's my only call out to the older I, guys that that have that frustration you, it, this is the world we live in now so if you just want to dj like and you can just dj you know but there's if you want to dj for crowds there's all this other work that has to go into it otherwise you know rock it out at home or you know throw up a you know, a live stream or something like that. You know, I
2: saw um I saw a poster the other day of Facebook advertisement when you said the word when you said logos. You yeah. know, and branding. The whole poster was logos. Was like different DJs logos, not ones that I've ever seen before or anything. But I, I just wondered to the average person, how can you look at that and realize what that is, or you know what I mean? Who's who's playing? Right, you know, yeah. Is it triangle with three diamonds and a couple of stars? <laughs> and you zoom in, and it's oh, it's dj such and such you know what i mean right. it's, it's like, just like it's, wallpaper yeah doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know and i mean more power to him i but at the same time i look at it and i don't know who's playing right
0: yeah and you know it's uh, instagram culture hasn't helped mm-hmm. you know it's just it's all about that that forward-facing image and mm-hmm. it's, it's what we all kind of have to do a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. there's there's some version of ourselves that we have to present to the public and
1: it's the avatar, in, the facade. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in
0: it's in everyone's faces all the time now. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, one of our ambassadors, Leo, said something that was kind of related to your point trip. He said while well, uh, he expressed a frustration, he said while setting up, while setting up, once a person walked by and said, "Wow, you're like a legitimate DJ." <laughs> he said this person was the host and was the person paying me. <laughs>
1: Like we well yeah well yeah like uh, what yeah, like, dick. what legitimizes a DJ <laughs> like, what, if you if you sought me out you paid for me you like how did you not I know I was a legitimate DJ whoa, what whoa, does whoa. that even mean There, that, Leo I was looking
0: for something way shittier
2: can you, can you <laughs> that, right there, <laughs> that right there proves the fact though that it's about marketing yeah-huh yeah it's agreed. not about dude you gave him a good mix CD with a right. sharpie number on it right you know like
1: <laughs> right yeah agreed.
2: Uh, Mike Donovan, good friend
0: of of all of us here in the room, he said uh, that art and DJ – or excuse me, that DJing is an art and skill and that turntables are instruments.
1: Can be is what yeah. I, I would yeah. – uh, that, that's, yeah. that's the only correction I would add to that because as but to the earlier point that I made about playing other people's music – you know, I, I I specifically said turntablists aside, and I did that because right. that's when the turntable does indeed become an instrument is when you've got groups like Scratchmatic and Animal Crackers and all of these other like, you know, uh, turntablist crews out there that, you know, Scratch from pickles. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like that literally take like little sections of records and, you know, uh, two you know, one, two, three, four, five turntablists that are going at the same time. And literally creating something new from, you know, individual sounds on separate records and stuff like that. And they are all, you know, working together to mm-hmm. create that sound. So that, that would be the only thing that I would say is that it can be.
0: Yeah. Uh, once again, the question is, what do you wish other people understood about DJing? Jason said that I'm not a jukebox. I do mostly weddings, so I may as well be. Yes, I take requests, but I have to work it in based off of the flow. Just because I say I will work on it, or just because I say I will work it in, doesn't mean that it's going to be the next song that I play. I've had brides bridezilla me and say, play this song now, and I oblige, and then the floor gets ghosted. Then they want to know why everyone left the dance floor. Yeah, I get that frustration. I think we've all experienced that, especially if we've done mobile gigs and stuff like that, where you you have somebody who demands something, you oblige, and then there's a negative reaction, and then you're blamed for it. And I think that's the frustrating part. It's yeah. like, hey, you told me to do this and now here
1: we are. So let me ask this question then in response to that, because if, if all people think we are is a jukebox, then why don't they just get a jukebox? Like, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> right. Like you can go to any bar and, and uh, download the touch tunes app and then, mm-hmm. you know, plug it with five bucks to hear your next three songs next. And, it, like why go through all of the hassle and the trouble? W- why aren't there like touch tunes, <laughs> renting machine, re- you know, rental company? Yeah. Jukebox right. rental companies out there that, okay. So here you go. Like, or I'll come
0: in here and hook up Spotify and two speakers for you. <laughs> right. If you want for 50 With an iPad, and- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Have at want. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, obviously people do find the value or they find something in that, Right. Either it's a human reaction thing, where that just you know, it's if it's psychological, or if it's like the actual skill of the DJ, whatever it is, there must be something. If we're, right, <laughs> if we exist, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Sean Lindsay, he says the goosebumps. He wishes people understood the goosebumps. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Any good goosebumps moments, guys? Mine would be obviously the Sasha Show. Right, uh, basically, when Sasha came up and tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt his magical uh, Sasha powers infuse into me. And
2: yeah, I've had a, I've had a few. I mean, if we're talking about just goosebumps in general, just two songs come together and they start talking yeah. to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, live gig. I've talked about it before. It's when I opened up for Benny Benassi in Columbus. Oh, I bet that. And that was I played, awesome. um, I played a, a remix. Of uh, much better man is what it's called, and it's it's a uh, it's a progressive house song that really does nothing until it breaks down. Then it breaks down into Pearl Jam, you know, oh. waiting, watching yeah. the clock. And actually, myself and somebody else that listens to the podcast were talking about it because he had that same twelve inch. But I played it, and just the whole crowd when it breaks down. I mean, two thousand people. The whole place just started right. singing the song, and yeah, that yeah, definitely brought pretty awesome. And I even talked to uh, a past friend of ours, Chad Slimker, you know, uh, rest in peace, Chad. But um, I talked to him like a month prior to that gig because that record was from 2000. Mm. 99. Sorry, 99. And I was debating on playing it or not because the Benny Benassi show was 2011. I think it was, but I only put it on one of my mix CDs years ago, never played it out. And I'm like, man, I wonder if I should play this song. If it's going to be too cheesy, you know, just like we were talking about right, right. for uh, the show coming up. Um, but I thought about it, thought about it, and dropped it, and I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad that Chad talked me into playing that song because that that's whole awesome. place just started singing the song. Yeah, it it, was, that was, That's cool that you have that memory with him yeah. too. too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that was always the thing for me was like, Anytime that, like, it's a it's a larger crown, mm-hmm. and when something locks in, and, you know, like, we've talked about before, like, how a lot of people out in crowds, they really don't know what we do. All yeah. they know is that we're up there, we're rocking something. So, like, when... It's it's like just all of the stars align and I've got two tracks I'm bringing them together all of a sudden everything's hitting and I look up and all of the heads are bouncing at the same <laughs> like at the same rate and I mean they're just all everything is all synced in that will give me goosebumps in a in a heartbeat.
2: You know, telling these stories are giving me goosebumps. Right?
1: <laughs> but I think if I had to reach back to a recent or recent-ish gig I would say it was probably opening up for Craze. Yeah. That was nice. because th- that venue, uh, we, we talked about uh, therapy a bunch of times, but, I mean, it was rammed, you know, from from the stage all the way to the back of the that house. That party
0: was so fun.
1: And my, my wife is over here in the VIP <laughs> area, nine months pregnant, <laughs> ready to pop. Yep. <laughs> And, um, and I mean, I just, I went hard on that one and I just was banging the crowd out and that was awesome. And, you know, so then I get the nod from, from craze <laughs> and I'm just like, and everybody's like in it and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like yeah, I, I definitely got chills that night for sure.
0: That was fun, man. I, I wish there was a recording. You don't have a recording of that set. Do you?
1: I don't. <laughs> well, you we played have... a lot of D didn't you? Uh, yeah. That was all very, I started off with like really aggressive, like halftime. And then, like, built it up and then went tear out neuro, Neurofunk. Yeah. And then, like... crazy was feeling it. Oh, yeah. And then we it ended it have. out with some pretty aggressive, like, like probably more tech-steppy kind of okay. stuff. And, and, you know, a little bit more of the upbeat type of stuff. We but, might
2: yeah. have it on GoPro.
1: Oh. I think. Oh, that would
2: be cool. We, yeah, we had the GoPro <laughs> going that whole night. I'm just not sure when it started actually recording. Right, right. But if it does, I'm, I'll get it to you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it won't be great audio, but it'll be...
1: No. Sure.
0: Well, if yeah. it's this, I don't know where that uh, clip came from of Craze uh, playing. He's like, I'm drunk. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but if that was the GoPro, the audio was perfectly functional. Was it? So yeah, that might have been someone's phone there or something. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jason Brooks, aka
1: Naughty Groove. Yeah, yeah. He just had
2: his first trance gig last night. Uh, yeah. Like,
1: uh, I'm a uh, public apology, Jason. I, I I had to miss that one, but uh, yeah. He he put together a show last night for to celebrate his 28th year of DJ. Oh wow, congratulations like, dude. Like yeah. as a you know club rave Mm -hmm. underground music like actual you know uh electronic music dj not not just mobile or you know like he does that stuff as well Mm -hmm. yeah uh periodically but um this was specifically you know to mark 28 years as a as a club rave electronic music dj
0: he's having a good run oh yeah uh his uh, reason for or his uh, response to uh things that he wished people understood was that the reason that we smile when we're in the middle of the middle of a mix and the bass goes hollow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, question because I have a question on that. I I do smile when that happens, but sometimes I also get frustrated because in this when when it comes out the mains it's not as it's not as punchy until right. I get on the side of the CDJ and maybe slow one down just a little bit to where it's a little off, then the bass will come in. So yep. sometimes I smile, but sometimes it's like, yeah. I feel like people are hearing that it's a low end and then it's a flat and it's yep. a low end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They definitely, it's called phase cancellation. And it's basically where you are. So on beat that two kicks that have a very similar, uh, um, uh, sine wave, mm-hmm. um, are so similar and they're in, phase with the uh, or they, uh i'm not really good at explaining this part of it but basically one one kick drum lined up perfectly with the other one and they phase each other out mm-hmm. so the, the way to get it People back and opposite basically yeah so so it you know looks like that and they mm-hmm. just cancel each other out now I, i'm sitting here doing all these weird <laughs> things with my hands <laughs> this is why we need to go to youtube guys yeah working on it <laughs> um but um but anyway, so um, the way to get around that is to either take the bass completely out of one so that the base uh, out of the other is the prominent one that, that, mm-hmm. that it comes out of the speaker or as we all know, just touch it a little bit so mm-hmm. that you you get them misaligned just a little bit. But me knowing Jason, he's a perfectionist and like so when he when, it, when he hits that like he he knows like it's off. I'm on like he's he's like perfectly on like that's like an uh jokingly i'm saying this not derogatory but like it's an add moment for him
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm almost too perfect
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. um but yeah for me it's a frustrating thing because like yeah great i'm on point but like my base is gone like (laughs) yeah
2: that's that's what yeah that's my issue with it you know what's funny is i
0: we talk about this a number of times, but I almost never experience this in my mixing because yeah. cause I'm not that good. No, because uh, <laughs> I I almost never I, I almost always have a very prominent bass one or the other. Yeah. Um, I rarely mix it now. I've in the past year or two I've changed that a little bit. I'm trying to get a little more smooth with it because I used to be very straight up house with the way I did it. Like mm. one, two, three, switch boom and it would go right. next, you know what i mean it would like click one down and then click yep. the next on the next beat yep. it would bring it in and now i'm since i've been mixing a lot more proggy stuff i'm getting a little more you know smooth buttery smooth with it but right. i still always have like i've I've decided that this is my base right now it's on right. the right and then i'm eventually going to move it over here yep. so i just don't ever have the foot the the full competition thing right. and i I didn't realize it until we started talking about this. Like, I didn't realize how often that happened to most people. (laughs)
2: Right, right. I think it happens to me more digitally now than it did. I mean, it it happened to me when I was on on record, sure, but digitally is so precise that it happens way, way more because you get them locked and they're locked.
1: Yeah. yeah. And Tony uses a sync button. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
2: I was using a sync button before people knew about a sync button. Shut up.
1: (laughs) But I don't anymore. Sing button
2: OG. And I'm not mad even if I did. If yeah, I had that's four right. tracks going, yeah, I'll right. yeah, hit that button. Yeah, I, yeah, I do
0: it sometimes. Yeah. I play on all kinds of stuff, whatever. Yeah. It's fun. No totally, it is. Uh, Jamie Fitzgerald said uh, that it's not cool to play the exact same song again in a set.
2: Mm.
0: You know, I think that's situational, too. Right? Like, there's probably been gigs where that's actually appropriate. <laughs> right? Like, mobile-type gigs mm-hmm. or bar stuff yeah you know, Two yeah. div- where if you have like an early crowd and then a late crowd kind of you know those kind of venues whatever but i get his point yeah. her point john chapel said uh, that scratching is not just flattening your palm and pumping it back and forth <laughs> he said I ever see a middle-aged mom go wiki wiki without doing the i don't know what scratching is hand motion
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh john
0: Tamona says, stop asking for tapes, CDs, thumb drives, and so forth. I thought that was an interesting reply. Um, I'm I'm not sure
2: if she's saying... Give him a YouTube link or a SoundCloud link?
0: Yeah. Is this a physical media argument or, or is she saying nobody cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. I, I can't really tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in that even in that vein I've, I've, cause I've gone back and forth. I've thought about a, a lot, like how, what is a, a good effective way to promote yourself these days? You know, like we just talked about, you know, a long time ago, it was actual cassette tapes that I was recording my original demos on in the late nineties or yeah, late nineties. Yeah. Uh, then we went to CDs and as Time has gone on, and I mean, that lasted for a long time, but now, you know, there's SoundCloud, there's MixCloud, there's Dropbox, there's all kinds of things. Everybody's got websites that they can, you know, go to and, and store and host their music and all of that kind of stuff. So now it's like, and YouTube, all of those, uh, all of these are, like, relevant things. So what's, what's the most effective way of, like, reaching an actual audience? Because... If you look, like you can get like a bulk box of thumb drives with a little logo on them for, I mean, depending on how many you order, I mean, fairly cheap. Um, but then you got to load them all, or pay to have somebody load them all, and all of that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I mean, they don't. Even, some of the new cars that are coming out don't even have CD players in them anymore. So, yeah, if you're at a gig, you know, so basically. Long way of going around to say this. What I've been considering is, is, what if you just order business cards and then put who you are, put your logo on there, and put a few of your most like prominent links that have your links to your music and your website, whatever? Is that just as effective for promoting yourself to a crowd? Like it mm-hmm. might work for promoters and so and so on and so forth. What I'm talking about is engagement with a crowd, though right because if i hand you a business card and it's got all the links you're not going to get in the car and immediately listen to that you know so right. so like what what's the what's the better way of getting around that you know
0: yeah it's tough it's uh the times they're a changing mm. it's it's hard to really keep up with with you know the the best thing we can do honestly is pay attention to what the kids are doing right Cause it's always it's always gonna be the fourteen fifteen sixteen year olds you know whatever app they're using whatever right. <laughs> however they're communicating is gonna be probably the next one right, so it's you know it's keeping an eye on that is is impossible, but you know some of them stick around and become the next Snapchat, and most of them flutter away, so it's right I just don't know as
1: soon as the adults find out yeah, so I mean, <laughs> my yeah, dad's right. using it, it's not cool anymore yeah, right. Yep. <laughs>
0: anthony had a thoughtful response he said uh, that it's not for everyone it takes a lot more than playing bangers for a straight hour you've got to do your research and spend a lot of time not only staying current but staying ahead you don't see that very much in dj culture anymore people for some reason are afraid to play tracks that
2: no one has heard before
1: Mm. see i i I disagree
2: with it well from from our aspect we love playing tracks that people don't But if he's a younger kid and is into the the club scene and the EDM scene and things like that, he's absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People, they don't dance and they don't move around unless they know something that they've heard.
1: Right, something they can sing along to or something that's Mm -hmm. recognizable, something that, I mean, that was always my biggest gripe about um, when the dubstep scene really blew up, you know, 2010, 11, 12, is that... You know, all of these bigger um, dubstep artists, you know, kind of bubbled up to the top and all of those tracks that everybody knew they were on everybody's mix CDs. Everybody was putting them all on the same on the same mixes. And, And whenever you went out, that's all it was, was hour after hour after hour of banger after banger after banger. And it was like, I mean, yeah, it's a good time. Ish, but it's so much different from what we're used to. I got
2: um I got hip to it in 2012 when we did Electro Beach in Puerto Vallarta, and it was like Monday we had Steve Aoki, Tuesday we had laid back Luke, Thursday or Wednesday Avicii. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Headliner after headliner, and they they were all playing the same, and, and that was when the big gripe came out about everybody playing the top 20 beatport oh, right, tracks. Right. You know what I mean? And that was right. like the first that I was. Um, I was I was even seeing all this, and I was just like, "Whoa!" They're all every one of them are playing the same exact songs every week. Different headliner, same twenty songs. Mm. You know, and kids were really, really, really into that. Right.
0: It doesn't seem like people go out to do the festival thing for the same reasons as they went out to raves. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and that's hard pill for some of us to swallow. Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. Brent says, it doesn't matter where you've played or what event you've played at. There's always someone who knows more and that DJing is a pursuit of knowledge that you learn to grow as a person. Hashtag stay humble. Amen. Mm -hmm. Love it. Hear you, Brent. Uh, Noel, DJ Serato, he says, as a mobile DJ, I wish people knew how much time, effort, and money is put into setup. Preparing an appearance—it's quite a bit for me. Yeah, it seems like there's a bit of an underlying recurring theme of of DJs feeling underappreciated, which mm-hmm. I I think I could relate to. Yep. Yeah,
2: hundred percent.
0: Rob Thompson says that no matter what level of art we're at, the real DJs are more than a human jukebox in a penguin suit, pushing buttons and dropping novelty gimmicks. Some of us are musicians, historians, business people, or all of the above. More important, we are the sages, the soul controllers, the messengers of the gods.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Damn.
0: Yeah, I mean, that it, it keeps coming back to, I, I wish people really knew, what I was doing up there and how much work I put into this and how much thought went into this. And yeah, that's, that is the eternal struggle. I think of, of the artist type in general,
2: probably. Agreed. I say that a lot at those festivals too, because these guys are six feet up 30 yards back from the crowd and the crowd. I mean, you have led walls, you have fire, you have confetti. They don't know what these people are doing on the stage. Yeah. Like a guitarist, you know, guitarist, drummer, drumming, DJ, most of those kids have no idea what's going on up there. All
0: right. Yes, sir. All right. I'm uh, pretty much out of responses there. Anything else you guys want to bring in before we wrap it up? Anything that uh, you wish people knew about DJing or understood about it?
1: That I am the greatest.
0: <laughs> I'm the best
1: ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scratching is not easy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Amen. That's true.
2: You we'll know, say I, that, yeah, you're making yeah. it look easier all the time though. I got to say I practice a lot. I've been practicing before I even learned how to mix. So what? Yeah. Uh, we'll go back to 1990. Wow. Yeah, you you just, can do the math on that. You do
0: it in secret. You, you hide in a cave uh, and scratch by yourself. And I was
2: watching that video that you snuck of me. <laughs> we'll have to post uh, some little clips of it. Cause there's yeah. some good spots. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll show you when we turn these off. It's actually pretty good. Um But yeah, scratching is definitely not easy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I've tried, and I can can pull off a couple, like, little, like, hand movements, and, you know, I've got a couple of things that I can make sound okay in very small doses, but, I mean. But with confidence? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, with the, uh, the so like I good. said, j- just a couple of hand motions, just a couple of little cuts, and I can and I can make that sound good, and and I'm good with that. If I try to go too far into <sighs> it, though, then all of a sudden I just sound like a sloppy. I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I'm,
0: I'm functional enough to where I, I can, if I'm playing a hip hop set, which I occasionally do, like just by myself, right? That, where I can like transition with a scratch. You know what uh, I mean? Like oh, you're okay. 95 BPM and. Yep. And then it goes to the next one. You know, I can I can do those little things to where it's like, oh, look, he's doing
1: the DJ thing. That's all you get. That's (laughs) that's enough. That was everything. Oh, you're like a legit
2: DJ. Right, right.
1: But I mean, remember? I mean, that was the whole thing back. I mean, I can remember like my mom and stepdad like. Like, they're just scratching records up. There's no talent in that. They're just moving their hands back. They're just doing it. And I'm like, well, you know, that, well, like later on in life. And then I get into DJing and then I'm all like, man, this, this, this shit's hard. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> 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 oh, I can, I can play techno and house and all these other things and I don't have to worry about that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright fellas, well welcome back to the show Mr. Turlington Thank and you, good to be back Thank you for hosting, Mr. DeSero Hosting? I uh,
2: didn't host anything you do. Well,
0: you know, hosting the, <laughs> oh, the, the studio, studio. Today. Yeah, Taking the over of- your kitchen yeah, table Today's the OG three day <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's the three OGs Yeah
0: <laughs> And I am your host, David Michael And this has been the Passionate DJ Podcast Peace Easy See you guys
1: Just I me. do need to know. This is probably my, yeah, this is my second monster today. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm just a little extra.